0: Hi, welcome to Boom It's on the Blockchain. My name is Alistair Caithness, and today I'm joined by our co hosts, Dave Rogers and Shep. Good to see you guys. Hey, good to see you, Al. Hey, Shep.
1: Good to see you, Al. Good to see you, Dave.
0: Yeah, perfect. And today we're going to be speaking about wind farms. Essentially, we're going to start looking at the amount of energy wind can create offshore. Uh, and this is going into the North Sea offshore Denmark. And then we'll start looking at our favorite place in the U.S. up there in Wyoming. You can see Shep's got his uh, free baseball hat from uh, The Dino guys, thanks for sending that through to Shep. Appreciate it, you know. So as part of Transition Energy, we're looking at different projects out there that are making a huge difference. So, you know, over to you, Dave. You've been doing a bit of research this week. Well, yeah, actually, I was
2: was looking up some stuff and I ran across this article on the internet. It was pretty cool. Um, It's actually a couple months old now, but it's um, about a project that Denmark is working on. Uh, they're actually building an energy island off the shore of Denmark, and out in the um, in the uh, in the Black Sea. No, excuse me, in the North Sea. And so this is the world's first energy island. It's going to be huge. Um, I pulled up a bit of video on it, and it's a project that it's going to run about twelve years out. They're expecting it to be completed about uh, twenty thirty two or so. Um, but, I mean, it's – and it's about $34 billion to produce it. Um, and it's essentially – when they when all is said and done, there will be a first stage. It will produce about 3 gigawatts of energy, and then it's going to grow to about a 10-gigawatt plant. And it won't be servicing just Denmark. There will be other beneficiaries uh, like Germany, the U.K. will be able to benefit from this as well. But the output will actually – produce um, more than one and a half times the energy that Denmark currently consumes. So this is a, a huge, huge project in terms of scale, and it's the first of its kind.
0: Wow, that's amazing, Dave. So so this project is going to produce all the electricity that Denmark needs?
2: It can produce, yeah, more, more than what it will need. And it won't be just for, you know, Absolutely. heating homes and, and, and whatnot. It'll be used for uh, to support uh, shipping um, for aircraft. They're they're talking about uh, industry being able to benefit from this energy as well. And there are a lot of you know tangential projects about how it will improve um, fisheries and and uh, they'll be able to you know create um, you know um, oh what's the word sorry, you're going to have to cut this part out, <laughs> but essentially man-made reefs. They're going to turn the bases of a lot of these wind turbines into man-made reefs, and they'll be able to expand the, you know, the, the population for fishing. So it's, there's
0: there's going to be a lot of, you know, uh, what well, the birds Environmental factors for birds, steve Is it going to kill a few birds, this thing out in the middle of the sea? All the seagulls flying around? Well, I
2: don't know. You get a lot of, you get a lot of you know migrations going across you know going across the
0: now north. That's sea, a problem that people are looking at. You know, it's just like you see these but, big turbines. The ones that are the wing spans are like two hundred feet. Apparently, if a bird goes into that, it's a bit like going the propeller of an uh, airplane. You know, just goes right. like that. Yeah, that's you know, it's, so. it's not an insignificant problem. I, I think you probably see it more
2: on land-based wind farms, but uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah totally. it's something that certainly people are considering.
0: It's like anything you do at one point of the ecosystem can affect every other thing within the other yeah. part of the ecosystem. But, yeah. So, you know, we've just looked at offshore wind farm, huge facility Dave brought up outside Denmark, essentially providing enough energy for, you know, Denmark plus 50% more, you know. Scotland should be basically wiring into that one. But let's come back to look at onshore wind farms in Wyoming and what's interesting about onshore wind and how they work with solar. So over to you, Shet.
1: Yes, I was speaking about uh, Dino Solar, uh, who's a subsidiary of uh, uh, Enyo Renewable Energy Resources. They uh, contemplated the acquisition of a 2,406 uh, acre lease from the county of Natrona here in Casper, Wyoming. And they are going to be putting in, from what I understand, uh, a plethora of mix between wind turbines and uh, solar panels, um, which has the capability of doing 300 megawatts uh, pr- power production per day, which, final, is enough to power 200,000 homes on any given day. And with the population of Wyoming only being 500,000, that's uh, almost close to half the population of Wyoming. And they'll be breaking ground on that sometime later this year. And with that going in, and with the brand new uh, solar farm that they have down in uh, Sweetwater County, which is Rock Springs area, which is 640 plus acres, it's putting out, as we speak, around 245 megawatts per day.
0: So if you think about that, then shit, 500,000 people in Wyoming. Essentially, the wind energy is about to cover 200,000 people. On a day when it's full wind, they'll obviously have their backup facilities. But, you know, to a certain extent, Wyoming could be 100% green energy within within 10 years anyway. Easy.
1: What do you reckon? Oh, yes. Without a doubt.
0: I'm just looking at Dave's computer now. You know, this is not so professional, guys.
1: Exactly. Valley shape. Perfect.
0: Yeah. I just wanted to
2: I was looking at this this chart. This is uh energy sources by country. You know, and they've got, you know, this is just fossil fuels, unconditional, meaning that there are no targets and on restrictions or anything. Um this is you know, fossil conditional and then the green colors are are, you know green energy, obviously, clean energy, and then other is this blue. But I mean, if you look at these other countries, they've got got us beat far and wide. The U.S. has a lot of work to do. We've got a lot. 72% of our energy is still coming from fossil fuels, unconditional, no targets. And then we've got clean, conditional targets, about 26%, 27%. But I mean, you look down here, and India's Got a, a lot of other that. That's you know. There's biofuels. There's nuclear energy. There are a lot of other things that are in this category. Coal. It's um, not coal in there. So but I mean, the UK is. is cranking.
0: Yeah. We've and that, there's and climate that climate climate we've got in uh, Pike on. County might come in handy yet, guys. You know. <clears throat> Shane always <laughs> used to say to me that coal yeah, in Pike County there, is worth something yet. Yeah, you know, maybe they were not use in America, but we could like ship it out that, to India. So you've always got to think commercially, guys. Right. You know? so, we've got several a, a hydroelectric source.
1: dams here in Wyoming also. Oh,
0: yeah. That's another big thing as well. Pretty amazing, actually, guys. You know? So, you know, so that's, like, super interesting. So we've looked at offshore wind. We've looked at onshore wind. We've looked at the variations. Somewhere like Denmark, when this thing's built, that's them, 100% green energy, you know. They've got to have backup facilities ready if something goes down. I think anything that showed us what happened in Texas when it had that huge freeze was the fact that, you know, people didn't have electricity sometimes for like three weeks. You know, not only did all the wind turbines freeze because it went so cold, but there was a lot of cracks in the pipelines as well. Now to our new favorite section, chewing the cud. Over to you, Dave. Tell us something interesting. It's springtime
2: here in California, so just um, getting a little rain actually this week, so... There's your weather forecast. Um, just planning on doing a little bit of planning. Spring planning, get the garden going, you know, pulling stuff, pulling weeds out of the front yard. Really, really exciting stuff. <laughs> but it's you know, it's the season.
1: Oh yeah. I'm gonna have a great big huge mural on my wall of um big wind turbines. It's coming in the mail. It's heck, I don't know, forty eight by forty eight. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I thought it was kinda cool.
0: You know. So, uh, well, the one thing I want to talk about this week is, like, my favourite book, Halliburton. Oh, no. <laughs> but what I was thinking, the politics of oil and money. No, this is this is just an interesting perception I made. I was reading about it, okay? If you think of President Trump, right, He was he rated himself as always the guy that did the big deals, you know? So if you're thinking about that guy doing the big deals, right, but Dick Cheney... He did a deal that was basically $60 billion compared to what's Trump's biggest deal, Dave? A bit of research right now? Let's, uh, let's Google right now, what's President Trump's biggest uh, real estate deal, you know? You know what do we, we rent? $5 Google, billion. I don't think he's maybe done anything bigger than as, $5 billion. How big. As soon as I Google something about
2: Trump, you know I'm going to get hit with a gazillion ads. This is why you don't want to Google about it. <laughs>
0: no no but he's, uh, he's coming back in the scene president trump's biggest deal ever you know i'm just making a point yeah. here his biggest deal you know oh biggest deal to china is it <laughs> yeah sign <laughs> the trade pack. oh sign the trade back oh right no it's actually a
2: quote from him saying this is the biggest deal anyone has ever made <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so you gotta
0: take it for what it's worth yeah, but that's not a private deal for his private company. We're talking about Dick Cheney, 60 billion Halliburton. That's a pretty big deal. Wasn't that a, let's wasn't talk that about like his that? private. His biggest private for Trump Enterprises. Is it Trump Enterprises? Trump Towers? What's it called? Is it Trump Towers? Yeah. Trump Towers, biggest deal ever. Yes, I think the that's what they call it. Yeah,
2: you're talking about the in seven Bakun,
0: billion billion dollar deal. Yeah, let's, let's let's have a look. No, it was sixty billion in the end. So it was um But
2: there, there were no looks, big
0: contracts. Yeah, we're just we're comparing deals here, you know. We want to know who's the big dog when it yeah. comes to big deals. And I actually think it's big dick. Big dick Cheney is the big deal merchant, whereby Trump He's just more of the wee deal guy, <laughs> the wee dog in the room. But, you know, if he went in the room with Cheney, look at him, everybody. Look at that guy. That guy, <laughs> can you see his face? That guy there, he's the big dog. That's the big dog, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Trump's the yip, yip, little dog, you know, when it comes to big deals. Obviously, he's done a lot of stuff. You know, he's more successful than the three of us put together. You know, we accept that. But when it comes to big deals, you know. Cheney's obviously got him in his top pocket, you know. So, so that's my useful information today that people can, you know, this is the sort of stuff that keeps me up awake at night. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, the other segment that got past TikTok itself was, you know, my new favorite. Let's have a look. What? Let's see if we got this. What's going on here? Guess what this is? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh wait a minute. This cool. this should have been Shadow on right here. Look at that car, though. Dave Rogers. Oh, Dave Rogers. This is Dave drives yeah. this car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no good without this. It looks like young Dave years. Rogers. <laughs> Same name, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> oh, my God. Half. Uh-huh. There's the, there's the other guy that was involved, English guy, you know, ran the organisation. Yeah. Like on oh, remember they went. Oh, that's a mechanic, Patricia McPherson, Scottish. He yeah. told you. Some perks to this job. <laughs> yeah. This is Dave's. This is Dave's other job. Everybody. When he's not <laughs> doing the podcast with us. Yeah. Into the sunset. Well, oh, the music keeps going. It keeps coming. I can't get rid of it. It's usual, Dave, you know. Oh, oh well, that's yep. perfect. So great then, guys. We'll appreciate that. You know, thanks again for coming on Boomers on the blockchain. You know, we'll hey. all have the Adam NFTs. We'll start learning information from that. Uh, we'll share one with everyone at the close here. You know, it's a great way to, you know, finish off the show. So thanks again, guys.
2: All right. Signing off. Take care, Al. Great being here.
0: See you later, Shep. See you later, Shep. See you later, Dave. Dave. Thanks. Perfect. So that's great. So no, thanks. They are, Shep. Just coming in. So thanks again, everybody, for ever joining us and Boomers on the blockchain. My name's Alistair Keithness. Have a good night thank you for watching boom it's on the blockchain if you want to hang around you've got a few more minutes watch the backstage edits info that never made it to the main podcast some of it you just can't miss thanks again have a nice day so sorry so so this is what this is our best video so far Thirty-two thousand four hundred views not really much to do we're talking about the Roadrunners. It basically says, "Watch a live Roadrunner." You ready for it, Dave? <laughs> Perfect, and isn't that's it? it? So that's it. That's basically <laughs> that's that's basically as good as we've got, Dave. So far, you know. Never mind. it. so just, next week. Because- pretty good. It's forty five. Next comments. week show oh, we'll have we'll have the Roadrunner on. We'll just if it gets as many views that you know, what most comments are meet me <laughs> And then on top of it, meet me is the next guy who's not even read any of the comments, even though every third comments, meet me you know, <laughs> trying to get this new inside joke that the other guy's just said, two comments above. Basically it's like but then this guy's discussing what they eat, so apparently they eat rattlesnakes. Did you know that? He no, some guy said it was roadrunner, and then some other guy provided information that a roadrunner can run 25 miles an hour, but your dog can run 35 to 40 miles an hour, so if it was a race between your dog and the roadrunner, the chances are <laughs> your dog would win, you know, so so that's what I've learned so far this week in TikTok, you know, useful information. So the, coyote, right?
2: the coyotes are always going to win. <laughs>
0: The, coyote, the normally the coyotes, then this other guy writes this other huge blog post, basically. Had to write in two sections, you know, had to get his point across. I'm one of those guys, start <laughs> writing it. Wait a minute, the character stopping the story. Anyway, he advised us that the coyotes hunt in packs to catch the roadrunners. Normally two or three, that's how they catch them. They can't really catch them in the race, so they kind off, you know, do the cunning coyote way to get in there, you know? So, yeah, yeah, so that's my inf- uh, information. Like, here's ship again. Let's, like, get him in. Hold on. Hey, Shep. Shep how's hey, it going? Man. You there, Shep? Yep. Yeah. How are you doing?
1: Perfect. Yes, All right, I am. Just
0: jump back in there, Shep. Perfect.
1: Right. Uh, so, uh, And I've got a hat coming that says Wind Miner on it, too.
2: Wind Miner? <laughs>
1: <laughs> wind Miner, yes. Not Gold Miner, Wind Miner. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was kind of cool.
2: Yeah, you're gonna be all tricked out.
1: Uh, I'm getting there.
2: All your swag.